0: Welcome to Productive Flow, where we answer the eternal question, why can't I get myself to do the things I know I should be doing? If you want natural productive flow and higher levels of success without all that struggle and self-judgment, this podcast is for you. Now, let's jump in. All right, everybody. So glad to have you back here for another episode of Productive Flow. Uh, Today, we have Deirdre Shin who is the co-founder and CEO of Cap Show, which is very cool. It's the world's first AI-powered podcast copywriter. Who knew that that was even a thing? <laughs> so she is the creator of Content Honey Traps, author of Honey Trap Marketing, and also the host of the Grow My Podcast show. So um, Deirdre, thank you so much for being here with us today. I really appreciate that. And I'm excited to,
1: to talk with you. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so pumped yeah. for this. Uh, <laughs> Awesome. So now tell me,
0: AI copywriter for your podcast, like tell me how that works
1: because uh, I don't even know how that works. So tell me how that works. Yeah. So basically just from uploading an audio file, uh, it will literally the software will just take that and it will create an episode title, description, show notes, social media posts, And promotional email and full transcript as well. That's it. Like from um, upload. Now when I like it creates it and it creates a really really high quality first draft. um, But obviously it won't capture your tone of voice a lot of times. Um, You Mm -hmm. know, it won't it won't do a lot of like have a lot of the nuances. So you know, it's going to save you hours. But realistically, there's going to be still a little bit of tinkering around with it um, that needs to happen. Yeah.
0: yeah, I know that totally, totally makes sense. But I can imagine that that saves a lot of time, especially for people who are doing podcasts on their own and they don't have like an agency or something that does the work for them, which I, I do. But yeah. you're also marketing this out to
1: agencies. Yeah, it's going to be... And cool. that's really cool. Yeah, exactly. Because I think this is, you know, across the board going to help anyone who's in the podcasting space. So agencies, especially because they're pumping... This stuff out like all the time. Imagine if they could yeah. on episode that they're uh, editing and publishing. If they could only spend thirty minutes on all of this stuff, which is probably taking them a lot longer right now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. So we have on our roadmap. Um, you know, think. You know, potentially we might be white labeling. We might be doing some really cool stuff that can help agencies with this. That's
0: really exciting too. Yeah, because you know, and and the thing is, is I you know know people on both ends, right? So. I have the agency that does my podcast, but I also, um, you know, work with a lot of entrepreneurs who are doing their own, uh, podcast and they're doing, it. I, I actually had a client just the other day who is trying to do the entire process herself. And she's, you know, looking for somebody to kind of help, mm. but it's, it's, you know, at, not all agencies are the right fit for every entrepreneur especially around what your niche is and what your focus is what your audience is all of that and so sometimes it's it's very specific and so where mine is very specific on on businesses right mm-hmm. and and targeting like businesses business owners specifically as far as a, a niche yeah. that you know that the podcasts that they handle all have that same niche that they're, they're all you know, their audience are mostly business owners. And so for something like this podcast that my client's running, it's just not at all business focused. It's a totally different experience, right? And so trying to find that right fit for you can be a struggle because you don't always know where to go or who to trust or, you know, what have you. And so I love the solutions that you've created to help out with that. I think that's awesome. And um, so, but tell me, so you, you also mentioned that you have another business.
1: Yes! Wow. Uh, this takes us all the way back to, I guess, the start of my entrepreneurship journey. In a way, um, mm-hmm. I'm happy to dive into that because there's a lot. There's a lot in there. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, you know what? We love to talk about entrepreneurial
0: journeys here on Productive Flow because so many of us have struggled over the years with being in, you know, those different phases of of business, um, from startup to launching to growth and that there's such a struggle sometimes behind these different phases that we go through. And I think it's, it's so important to, Touch on some, you know, some of the struggles that we've been through and have experienced. Because when you're like in the messy middle of it, you know, you feel like it's never going to end. It's never going to get me better, and then it
1: does, you're like, oh my god, like I made it, I got through it. Yeah, uh, that's <laughs> a totally that, different thing. That has happened to me time and time again. I cannot tell you, Angela. But um, yeah, let me start at the beginning. So uh, my first business uh, was with my then. Our boyfriend, our husband, and that was gosh, almost nine years ago now, uh, and we had no idea. So let me set a little bit of context, because <laughs> it's sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy how this we're all. We're here happened. for the story. <laughs> yeah, so I, you know, first my my, my parents are first migrants. Uh, from, we're from Malaysia. We I grew up in Sydney, and so you know, very, like yeah, you know, the typical kind of stereotypical Asian thing of like just get good grades. You know, you get it, go to a study a good. Degree, my parents wanted me mm-hmm. to do medicine, um, and you know, you'll be set up for life. That was kind of the path that I mm-hmm. was, on, that I was to be mm-hmm. on. Um, I didn't end up doing medicine because I just hate, I discovered that I hated science. Um, but <laughs> I ended up <laughs> pretty um, big drawback, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I ended up doing a law degree instead, uh, with, with a business, mm-hmm. it was a combined business and law degree. So I went into so that's kind of been my background, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, very. I, I went into an investment bank. It was very corporate, all of that. Uh, and then, you know, I hit my quarter life crisis. Uh, <laughs> uh, same with my my then then boyfriend. He was actually he was studying medicine, funnily enough, and he was mm-hmm. miserable. So we we're both there, going like, oh, what does that? mean what could you know and I've always wanted to explore entrepreneurship and sign my own business but I had no idea what we were going to do um mm. he had we just moved out actually and he had found a love of cooking which is awesome for me because I am not good at it at that <laughs> uh, and, and um particularly baking he actually really liked baking and I love my desserts, so he was just like perfecting my favorite desserts and from that we were like maybe this is what we should try you know he's found Mm -hmm. uh, something that he has a lot of fun doing Mm -hmm. it's not it wasn't really my view of you know going into hospitality but you know I was just like you know what I just want to kind of start a business anyway so that's what we ended up doing now we had no background in hospitality not even Mm as a casual employee part-time complete, nothing, right? Yeah. So we went into it completely <laughs> naive, not know what we're doing. And it baffles my mind when I look back at it now to be like, how do we get through all of the barriers? Like everything, yeah. like we had debt um, before we even opened because it costs a lot more than you would think to fit out your place. You know, we yeah. signed up to a three-year lease agreement without really knowing what that actually meant. Like we did all these things completely naively and I'm like... Wow, this is the great thing sometimes about you know the whole like bliss is ignorant, uh, ignorance is bliss because mm-hmm. I, if we had known what we we're getting into, I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> probably would have been a lot more scary. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so anyway, so there we were. We um, we actually broke one of the first cardinal rules of marketing, which is that our whole strategy was build it and they will come. Now mm-hmm. uh, because we knew that we had one of the, like, the best product um, from a dessert bar perspective. We knew that we had created this amazing place for people to come and hang out and, you know, do all Mm -hmm. the things. And so we were like, yeah, of course people are going to just come flooding in the doors as soon as we open. And obviously that did not happen Mm -hmm. (laughs) because Mm -hmm. it's impossible. So we um, struggled. We struggled for months, you know, trying to figure out a way to make it work. Um, And mind Mm -hmm. you, we still had wages and rent and supplies and all these A and debt um, so it was an incredibly incredibly stressful period um, but the good news is we did make it work we grew that brand it's called the chocolate mm-hmm. to five locations in sydney uh, we started wow. a restaurant alongside it as well we grew that to two locations um, so yeah so it was like it was it was going it was going pretty well i mean at a, at a, at a high level because obviously throughout that journey there sure. were a lot of jobs as well yeah um, and then at the end of 2018, uh, we found out that our store manager of our busiest store in the city had been stealing from us. Um, Ooh. And he was stealing hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh it was my goodness. A lot of money. Yeah. So yeah. The, it was, you know, it was hard. It was, obviously, it was hard at that time. But what it did do was it kind of snapped us out of, I think, this. You know, in a way, we had kind of built this hamster wheel for ourselves. Mm -hmm. We kind of like leave it a corporate hamster wheel, but created a new Mm -hmm. one. And it took something like that to sort of break us out of of that. And when I kind of like we looked at the path that we were on and what we were doing, I was like, is this what we want to be doing? Is this the Mm -hmm. path that we actually want to be on? And for me, I've always wanted to live and work overseas. That's always been a goal of mine. And Mm -hmm. at the time... I was actually working on this other business idea with another co-founder that I'd had mm. actually met in corporate. And it was a fashion technology business. Mm. And so I was like, you know what? What better place to go for the intersection of fashion technology and technology than New York City? So I was like, that's it. We got, we're just, we're just, we're just gonna go. We're gonna figure it out. We're <laughs> just <It's> gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, and they're brick and what you know. As I said, you can't get out of a yeah. lease agreement. You can't, you know. There's yeah. debt to pay. All of these things. So it's not like we are mm-hmm. going to close up shop. So we spent um, a good six months just like once we we made that decision. We spent a good six months just systemizing everything, just putting the right people in place. Um, and now, when we and so when um, and then at the t- at the time. Yep. Okay. This is this is all i was going to say. We did not know when we had left. So we moved uh, mid-2019. We did not know that we would not be able to go back to Australia for like another (laughs) two years.
0: (laughs) I think that was kind of everybody's thought at the end of 2019. We actually sold our house in Florida at the end of 2019 and moved to Georgia and got. um, we were renting a townhouse and thinking, well, we're just gonna be there temporarily because we were gonna buy another house. And then with everything that happened, and then real estate went through the roof and we were just like, We're not buying anything right now. <laughs> so we're still in the townhouse two and a half years
1: later. So uh, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. yeah. It's like we still have not been yeah. able to go back or <laughs> see the team, you know, make sure that everything's still working and I don't know we I, I'm a little bit afraid of going because we're planning on going back um the the end of this year and I'm like oh, I, I wonder what state <laughs> <it's gonna be." laughs> no 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 but the team's amazing uh we communicate all the time so so that was you know so anyway that was that, that that's that but um So when we moved over or when we made the decision to move over, I actually spoke to my co-founder of the fashion technology business and I was like, you know, we can make this work. I'll do Northern Hemisphere hours, you do Southern Hemisphere, like, et cetera, et cetera. And then by the end of it, I was just like, you know what, do you just want to come? Like, do you just want to come to New York as well? And she was like, okay. (laughs) Just... Which is awesome. So you know, I came to New York, as I said, mid twenty nineteen, with my husband, my cat, and my co-founder in tow, um, and about eighteen suitcases between between the, the all of us.
0: Honestly, I think that's that's pretty mild considering you know
1: this whole cross cross world yeah <laughs> move. I think yeah, I think we did pretty well, but um yeah so. Then we hit the ground running on this fashion technology idea, and uh, we our hypothesis was that the our users were going to be either young professionals or college students. So we went to Columbia campus, NYU campus, we went to Wall Street, and we just started talking to women, just to be like, we wanted to validate, I guess, whether this was a big enough problem to actually be solving for. And what uh, we found, what we I guess found through about three three months of doing this was that while it was a problem, it wasn't a big enough one that they would very easily or quickly change the habits for. And so we actually decided to fail. Oh yeah. Uh, So So
0: I love that. I love what you said right there. So I just want to, I just want to take a minute because sometimes we look at failure as being such a problem, but it's like you said, we decided to fail the business. Yeah. And that is a totally different perspective on it. We decided to fail the business because for whatever reason, with everything that you had going on and that you were doing and, and researching, you were like, there's not enough of a need for this that we're gonna see the success that we're looking for in the time frame that we're looking to see it. So we're okay. just gonna not do this. Yes. And that's huge. That's such a big thing. Yeah. And you were still running five locations in, <laughs> in Australia.
1: <laughs> moved to New York <laughs> So yeah. tell what happened then oh my gosh yeah so and by the way like what's really funny is that we had when we moved so because we had no credit score we had nothing right we had to actually prepaid rent so we actually you know like from our savings prepaid for 12 months of rent so in our minds we were like oh we're gonna give ourselves twelve months to make this work and now yeah. you know it's three to four months or whatever into it we've We we're we're failing the business that we came over here to do, and we're like, what what are we gonna do now? (laughs) Now you know, and this is the thing, right? Like everything happens for a reason. This is this is what does bring me back to looking at you know failure and stuff as actually such a positive thing because if we hadn't even tried or hadn't even done anything, then it wouldn't have led us down a path that I hundred percent know that we're meant to Absolutely, absolutely, hundred
0: percent. Sometimes those those things that we're led to do and that give us these this tingle, like we're excited, we're going to make this happen. It's all going to just fall into place. And then it doesn't. it doesn't, right? And then we question it and we wonder, does that mean we weren't supposed to do it? What about that feeling? Am I supposed to trust that feeling or not trust that feeling? And what I'm hearing you say is that trusting the feeling, even though it didn't lead to what you thought it was going to lead to, it still led you down the right path. Exactly. And that's important. Yeah. Yeah. I love that.
1: Um and by the way, it doesn't always have to be a very linear path because as you'll hear from my story, it's so not a linear path <laughs> to end up to where we are now. But uh, okay, so going back to, yeah, we failed this fashion technology idea now. At the time, we had been speaking, while we were speaking to end users, we were also speaking to boutiques and brands because they were going to be the other side mm-hmm. of the workplace. Sure. Uh, and what we heard time and time again from them was that they really needed help on the acquisition side. Mm-hmm. Which you know, I guess, as any business, that's you know what what a lot of us need help with, and so we actually fell into doing agency work, essentially like digital marketing mm-hmm. agency work for these brands and boutiques. Um, but again, it was something that was great to plug the gap, and we learned learned so much from. But it wasn't something that you know was this passion of mine. It wasn't something that you know I I, I wanted to be doing long term. Yeah. And so we transitioned into coaching. So we Mm. actually ended up coaching e-commerce business owners um, Mm. on on growing their businesses. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we did that for a good, we were doing that for a good 12 um, to 18 months. And then I got to a point, and this was actually towards the end of last year, where I was starting to feel really um, like, I I didn't really have words to put to it, but it was like this un- Almost feeling unfulfilled. Like I was just, I was just like, mm. I know that we're doing this thing, and yeah, it's it's great, and it's making us money, and all these things. But it's like, is that all there is? Like, is is this it? Is this what? Yeah, you know, that that feeling.
0: You hit and, uh, that plateau where there was a new journey being presented to you, and you didn't know what it was yet. But it's like, there's yeah. something, there's yeah. something more here, and I can't quite grab it yet. Mm-hmm. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free and you'll also get access to special content and resources. See you inside the group.
1: So I was at, uh, it was September of 2021 and I was at Final Hacking Live actually and Mm -hmm. uh, Tony Robbins was the speaker on the last day. And he was talking, funnily enough, about the patterns of um, focus in order to achieve fulfillment or happiness in your life. Mm -hmm. And he mentioned the first one, and immediately I got my light bulb because he said basically for those of us who um, continue to feel unfulfilled or unhappy, it's because we focus on what's missing all the time rather than what we have. Yeah. And for me, I was like, that is exactly what I had been doing all this time. I've constantly been like, I was starting to be burnt, feel burnt out because I was like constantly chasing. I was constantly being like, what are these gaps that I perceiving is missing in myself and how do I fill it and how to be more to my clients and how to do, do like all of these things. And instead it was like, well, if I look back at what I do have, I'm like this, actually this massive introvert. Who was able to still navigate, you know, like climb the corporate ladder and and build successful businesses. And even though I hate promoting myself and I hate, you know, all of those things. And I'm like, that's pretty remarkable. That's something that I have. And so that led me down to the path of how can I help entrepreneurs, because we are all remarkable in every in, in our own way. So how do I now help entrepreneurs so true. find that remarkability and then share that with the world? Yeah. That was kind of, I felt Drawn to doing that, yeah, um, and that's what led to the first iteration of Capture. Actually, so mm-hmm. uh, we actually launched MVP of Capture, Minimum Viable Product version of mm-hmm. Capture, end of last year, so December twenty twenty one. And what that did was it helped. Um, so it was kind of like we had a user describe it as a. As a combination of Mad Libs and journaling, so we'd like prompt. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, (laughs) Uh, yeah. So we we prompt the story because a lot of the feedback we were getting from our clients was like, "I'm I'm to tell my story, but I just don't know how." So Mm. we're like, "Okay, let's do it this way." So we we prompt the story, and then we would take those inputs and we would actually turn them into a whole bank of captions and emails. Um, Now, the uh, this is when I talk about breaking you know, cardinal rule of marketing number two, which is uh, that because we, when we launched it, we were like, this is going to help all entrepreneurs. And so mm-hmm. we were trying to help all entrepreneurs. But as mm-hmm. we know now, like if you try to help everyone, you end up helping no one. No one. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> uh, which our coach very much, very directly reminded us of to be like, mm-hmm. he was like, you have to niche down. You have to niche down, mm-hmm. and I was like, "I don't want to niche down." It's like you have to niche down. I know what you saying? You're doing it, <laughs> and so <laughs> and so we went through that process of trying to figure out our, our niche, and um, basically where we ended, which is, it, I mean, the hilarious thing is, we find it such a difficult thing to do, but it always ends up being really who we are fundamentally, or mm-hmm. you
0: know,
1: mm-hmm. part of Hundred percent, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so we decided to work with experts who podcast, mm-hmm. and that meant once we started because, and the reason being is because, well, I'm an expert, I have a coaching business, um, and I podcast, I love podcasting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, once we honed in on that niche, and I can tell you, like, everything off the back of that became so much easier, so much simpler. Yeah right? Like mm-hmm. how we were talking to them, how we were, all of our messaging, all of our content, and now even our software. So that's how this new iteration of Capture has come yeah. about because it was like, we don't have to convince anyone that they have to, the power of storytelling, because all podcasters know the power of storytelling. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. just about how can we help them get it out there? Um, yeah. That's, that's, that's how Capture version two came about. That's where we yeah. are it's awesome. That is so awesome. So it's interesting
0: because you have these five locations in Australia that you started up with like no business experience, no hospitality experience, just like, I'm just going to throw this idea. My boyfriend likes to cook, (laughs) (laughs) He makes great desserts. Let's do something with that. Right. And then that turns into this humongous success that you leave behind and say, we're moving to New York. And then you decide to start a business here and then it's, nope, that's not going to work out for us. So we're going to fail that. Then you start a coaching business. Then that leads into helping podcasters with their messaging and creating this whole AI-powered messaging thing that is a combination of Mad Libs and journaling. Yes. (laughs) I love it. And it's like, What's interesting is this whole thing started after you said, I'm not going into medical. I don't like science. I'm getting a law degree. And (laughs) I (laughs) I love the spontaneity of all of this because it so speaks to the entrepreneurial spirit. Mm. And that's who we are and that we're paying attention to our intuition and where that's leading us. And we when we can believe in it and we trust it like really fully trust it we're able to go on these marvelous adventures yes. that take us down these winding paths that just lead to total
1: fulfillment totally and it's so fun it, I just love your summary of that I'm like I'm just <laughs> sure that, and that can be my entrance but uh yeah no um, it's it's so different and and i do want to talk about this because I think having been through that that journey mm. i I know being when I'm in it and I'm feeling the very negative parts of it where you know as mm. I said i was feeling i'm feeling really unfulfilled I'm feeling yeah. unhappy like I'm actually and it's not that the business was doing particularly badly but you know when that happens it stacks and then you start losing sleep and you start and then when that happens you know relationships start getting like everything in your life Mm gets affected yeah if I compare that to to you know that version of me to now where Mm -hmm. you know it's I can't even point to this business right now and be like it's a soaring success because we haven't even launched our beta version Mm -hmm. yet right that's coming that's Mm -hmm. true yeah but I'm already, already I'm like a different per- person because I am yeah. so at ease and in flow with everything that we're doing. Yeah. You're um, in the magic. Right, yeah. And it's yeah. just so, and so I do want to, you know, anyone who's listening to this who might be feeling like they're stuck, like they don't know mm-hmm. what they're doing, like there's no there's no end to, you know, there's no light at the end of the tunnel, like they're actually is from someone who has been yeah. through a, a lot of tunnels <laughs> yeah <laughs> like there actually is and that's a that's the beauty I think of this journey that we get to be on
0: yeah it really is and you know it's it's interesting because it is so much about the stories that we tell ourselves mm. and I was just talking um with a client this morning about that and that it's the stories that we're believing that will tell us and our bodies what to expect and then therefore what to create, right? Yes. Yeah. And so what I'm hearing from you is that even when you were in the middle of it and it felt messy and it felt disconnected and and there's all these questions that there was still a belief in a story that I'm on the right path and things are going to be fine. I'm going to get through this. And it feels like I I won't, but I know that I will. Yes. And then it's the 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 holding on to that, sometimes seeing awesome. it as this this like lantern that we're like dragging ourselves through the mud, yeah. holding on to <laughs> barely. <Yeah.
1: laughs> you know, like barely hold on. Exactly. But yes. we
0: get to that point and that's what keeps the hope alive inside of us. Yeah, that's what drives that, that belief that the magic does happen. And one of the beautiful things about your story is that you've, you've seen it happen multiple times. Mm. And so each time you you tell me, but each time it's easier to believe, isn't it? It is because you've seen the success. So it's like, you know what to expect. Yes. And then that becomes the the part of the story that you tell yourself and believe, right? But I expect that there's going to be a messy middle. I expect that there's going to be questions, there's going to be uncertainties. But I also expect that I'm going to make a conscious choice to fail this. Or I'm going to make a conscious choice to push it through because I believe in it. Yeah. And if I believe in it, then it will succeed. It will.
1: Yeah. And I yeah. think through, through that as well, it's like, you know, definitely um, the, the mindset is a huge part of it. And I cannot say that I've mastered it because I, you know, going to be honest, I always, and I think we all do, I sometimes can kind default of back to stories and words that don't serve me. Um, but I think, uh, you know what, I, I do that too. I totally do that too. We all do. It's huge yeah. It's just it's just a human, isn't it? Yes, it is. But um, but the, the but the beauty I think of doing it over and over and over again is that you start to really equip yourself with the resources that you need yeah. to be to create that confidence in yourself, right? Like you yeah, start. Exactly. That's why it becomes easier and faster, actually, as well, because. Mm-hmm you now can short because you've done it before over and over again. So you can now shortcut (laughs) all that by being like, yeah, I'm just going to consciously fail this thing because you know what? It's not going to be worth the time make the effort, all of that. Yeah. Try to push it through. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No, I love that. Okay. So now tell us a little bit more about what Show does. Because I know this is this is a new one for you, but tell us about what that does. Because I do think that it's um, it's a really cool program for people. So tell us, like, who is your ideal client for this? So if somebody's listening to this and they're saying, "Hmm, AI powered, uh, you know, podcast messaging and yeah, yeah <laughs> pod- podcast copywriting," they're they're seeing like, "Wow, that sounds cool. I could probably use that because I struggle with that part." Of the podcasting so maybe they love getting on and doing the podcast yes. but they're struggling on the back end of that going i gotta put all this crap together i don't want to do yeah. that like who is your ideal client for that
1: yeah so right now we are uh speaking to experts who podcast so experts being mm-hmm. coaches consultants course creators um uh yeah service-based businesses you know people mm-hmm. who have an expertise in something um and okay. that using the podcast to actually share that, that expertise. Um, yeah. That's who we're, we're working with right now. Obviously, as I said, you know, we are also going to be working with agencies of experts who podcast as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think it just makes a lot of sense for them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I and agree. What it, what it kind of comes, comes down to is like, you know, uh, I think a lot of us, we, we have a podcast because we love to create these connections and we love to create this type of content. But then it's like when it comes to actually promoting the thing, we're like, oh, nah, next. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, no judgment because uh guilty of that totally mm-hmm. over here. Um, and so uh, when I, but I knew that that also wasn't serving me, right, because I was spending all this time creating yeah. content. And I'm very economically minded, so I'm like I need an ROI on this time. Mm -hmm. And so I needed to figure out a way to not only grow my podcast but to actually use it as a bit more of a top, like a lead-gen machine. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So... I, I like. I spent a lot of time just delving into what is it that makes people um, listen to a podcast. How do you actually grow a podcast? Things like that. And mm-hmm. time and time again, it kept coming back to this one, um, one I guess piece of copy strategy, which is timeless. But I've kind of repackaged it a little bit. I've repackaged it into what I call content honey traps. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, it's just a way to create so much curiosity in someone that it compels them. To want to take that next step in the in the funnel, that next yeah. step is listening to your podcast episode, mm-hmm. and then throughout your podcast episode, how do you lay those content hunting traps to be like, okay, well, I want them onto my email list or into my conversion event. How do I next do that in a really, sure. you know, using content hunting traps to do that? So, um, so that so that strategy of content hunting traps is actually built into Capture. Um, so, you know, when that's we talk awesome. about social media posts and promotional emails and description show notes and like they all actually are centered around content honey traps um in order so, to it's, it, it,
0: so let me see if i've got this right is it kind of like um seo when you're doing the back end of your of your website right and mm-hmm. you want to put specific words in there that then are going to be captured by the search engines right so is it is it something like that is that what you're describing
1: yeah that's that's one
0: part of it yeah that's more like i'm trying to understand the honey trap part yeah so is that sort of like what a honey trap is maybe explain what a honey trap is yeah yeah, i don't know there's probably other people that don't know (laughs) (laughs) or maybe it's everybody else knows they're like and what's wrong with you like we totally know what honey traps are (laughs) Just
1: you, <laughs> yeah. So, if you think about all the ways to that you might promote a podcast episode, right? You've got mm-hmm. social media, you've got your email, you've got, um, you know, and we do consider SEO. But that's why show notes are really important, things sure. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but why? The reason why you promote it is because you want someone to listen to it. But the only sure. way that people, and a lot of times, and what I've seen, and I used to do this myself all the time was like I get really excited about an episode and I'm like oh this is what the episode's about and this is like all and I'll cut an audiogram of it and I, I'll mm-hmm. give like and I give the value away essentially mm-hmm. if you give the value away then people are like well thanks that that was great I didn't have to listen yeah. to 30 minutes right that's that's mm-hmm. bad so and that's that doesn't serve us in our podcast so content honey traps is designed to actually do the opposite of that which is let's Mm. hook you and let's compel you to want to actually listen so whether it is a social media post like a caption or whether it is an email that you send out to your your database to get Mm -hmm. them to be like podcast episode drops listen to it Mm -hmm. you know all of those pieces that where you're trying to actually get someone to be like yes please i need to listen to that episode yeah that's where you put content honey traps. Does that make sense? Totally.
0: Yeah, totally (laughs) does. Yeah. No, that's that's really, really good. So yeah, I think that there's a lot more... This is what I'm hearing from you. There's a lot more that's going on behind the scenes of how to take your podcast and make it something that actually is lead generating and converting for you into actual business. So... It's becoming something that's not just a fun way to, you know, enjoy yourself and make connections, but actually a way to convert, um, for into more sales for your business itself and that you've created a computer powered version of doing this so that you don't have to think of all these things all by yourself, because a lot of times that's not what our expertise is in, right? And so our expertise is usually in whatever our topic is and whatever we speak about, but it's not in how to convert leads or generate them from a conversation that we had. And so your AI copywriter does that. Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) Very, very cool. All right. Okay. So for anybody who's wanting to learn more about CapShow and everything that you 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 have going on with that, yes. where do they learn more? And also, when is it launching? Because yeah. there may be some people
1: thinking, um, what do you mean? You just told me about this cool thing and it's not out yet. <laughs> like, <laughs> how yes, long so do I have to wait? Anything. Oh, so <laughs> exciting. We're opening um, up for beta. We're, we're launching our beta uh, June 1st. So we're getting okay. people regist- registering right now. So please come and register um, at beta, beta.capture.com. Uh, we'd yeah. love to have you in there. So it's free. Um, it's free program for for four weeks. And essentially we're doing that so that we can get a ton of feedback and, and you know, because we want to be able to create the best yeah. solution out there. Yeah. Um, so that's starting June 1st. Uh, and if you want to connect with me, I'm De- Deidre Shen on all of the social channels. Uh, so yeah, please reach out, um, DM me, let me know what what you're up to, uh, and that's yeah probably the best way to get in touch with me. But otherwise, check out okay. beta.capture.com. Okay, so in Encapshow is C
0: A P S H O,
1: right? Yeah. That's
0: data.capshow.com. Perfect. Okay, great. So, thank you so much for being here. I this has been so exciting to hear about this whole journey and everything, and just about what you have built and created along the way, and just seeing. I love the variety in all of it. <laughs> that is something that's super cool. Is the variety in it because, like, there has got to be so much talent inside of you. <laughs> <laughs> be going in all these different directions. Oh, I, no. That really excites me. I, I love the, the variety of that. So you're yeah. amazing. Thank you so much for being here and sharing this all with us today. And be sure to go check out Com. And then if you are a woman in business and looking to really skyrocket your productivity and figure out why the heck it's all off center now, jump on to productiveflowchallenge.com. We have a great challenge, a five-day challenge that's coming up with me and three of the uh, other coaches. And we're excited to take you on that journey. So thank you so much for coming once again. And until next time, we will see you here at Productive Life. Thanks for listening. And especially, thank you for sharing the show and leaving a review on iTunes. Every time you share the show, you are potentially changing someone's life. Want to learn more about Productive Flow and connect with other business owners and salespeople on the same journey? Then go join our free Facebook group at ProductiveFlowGroup.com. It's free and you'll also get access to special content and resources. Now stay tuned for the next episode of Productive Flow.